Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to Family in the Fray with me, Heather Holiday Holton, a targeted parent of three kids and adult survivor of parental alienation. This podcast is for you if you forgot who you are in the wreckage of alienation and want to reconnect with your authentic self. If you want to rebuild a vibrant life, regardless of being in relationship with your child or not. And if you want to hold space for restoring relationship with your child in a way that doesn't deplete or torture you. With some mindset shifts and practice, you can have a life that includes pleasure, ease, rest, and joy, even while you are mildly, partially, or fully alienated. My goal is for you to listen and feel supported while I give you tips, tools, and hacks to shift your day-to-day experience of being a targeted parent in order for you to feel more empowered and improve your life. The thoughts and perspectives I share are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I am open to doing better and I welcome your feedback. As always, take what feels good and leave the rest. With that said, I am so excited you are here and let's dive into today's topic. Here we go. All right, today I wanted to come in and talk about something I see so much of in other targeted parents and their cases. And that is what I refer to as the four complicating factors. They can all be summed up as false allegations, but I see the false allegations happening in four specific ways. And Let's dive right in. So first way is in criminal court cases. You may be an upstanding citizen, pay your taxes, don't even have anything but parking infractions, but suddenly you find yourself with a restraining order or a um, trespassing or um host of charges, right? Like usually occurring from benign things like you texted four times in 24 hours to figure out the details of your visitation. And then that was taken to a judge and spun in a way that it looks like you're stalking or harassing, right? Obviously not correct, not true, not accurate but with a certain tone and spin on it, it happens. You can be a perfectly awesome, safe, healthy parent with three other kids in your home. But this one kid, due to their one toxic parent, is, you know, spitting things in a certain way that, you know, you're crazy, uh, invasive, trying harassing person. So if you suddenly have criminal charges in your life that are from out of left field, that is one of these complicating factors, right? Criminal charges. The other is 
CPS or DHS charges uh, or investigations or just ongoing involvement with them. So Department of Health and Human Services, it's called in some states, Department of Human Services or Child Protective Services. And this is where you find yourself having a case worker that drops in on your house and conducts investigations and interviews and um you know it's talks to you about your family your growing up how you discipline the children how you feed the children what you do and what you don't do as a parent and it is you know usually involvement in this realm is to question you as a parent you may have been fit as a parent for 14 years, raising your kids primarily, you know, at home doing your thing. But now that there's a a separation or a custody dispute, suddenly you're now an unfit parent for whatever reason. And they'll take a certain set of facts, spin them in a way, put a tone on it, And boom, next thing you know, you have this level of involvement in your life, uh, questioning your parenting. So that's the second category. Third category is when your mental health, if you've had any mental health um, episodes in the past or a history or even a family history of depression or anxiety, That too will often, you know, the toxic parent will take a certain set of facts, put a spin or a twist on them or tone, present them in such a way that now your mental health stability, your sanity, your ability to think clearly and rationally is being questioned. And um, that's the third category. Fourth category is with sobriety and um, drug or alcohol abuse misuse. So if you've had this in your past, whether you're clean now, not clean, sober now, not sober, been sober, stayed sober, continually sober, just having these things, the toxic X, again, will take a certain set of facts, put a spin and a tone on it, and present them, and... You know, you may have been completely clean and sober for five, six, seven, eight years, but only now, even as you're still clean and sober during a separation or divorce, is it now being questioned and framed a certain way? So these are the four main categories that I see that um, are one, if you have a modification or divorce proceeding going on, you have that going on in family court. These are four additional potential distractions from your main goal, which is family court. So these false allegations do a number of things. One, they divide your attention. Two, they um, divide your resources. If you have to secure another attorney, then you have less money to focus on your family court attorney. They also confuse you. How is this happening? I've never been a criminal before. I've never had these problems in my life. How is this happening now? You know, and the same could be said for all four of those. 
those different um, categories. They are, it's meant to create shame in you, which for me, it was pretty effective in that department. You know, if I, I could talk about how I was being an alienated parent, but then it was harder for me to talk about, you know, the CPS involvement. It was harder for me to talk about how my mental health was being questioned. And when we can only share some of our story, but not all of it, you know, we start to have shame and fear and guilt on, well, maybe I'm not as good of a parent as I thought I was, you know, and you start to doubt yourself. If I was a good parent, CPS wouldn't be involved, right? Like, so these four categories, complicating factors, not only are they false allegations, yes, they are, but They do a number of things that kind of hang us up and divide our attention and resources from the primary focus, which is being with our children, right? And restoring and getting back into relationships, securing the relationship and creating safety for our children and for ourselves, right? And when we have all these extra things pulling at our attention, you know, it wears us down. If you feel worn down, do you have these complicating factors going on in your, in your case? Yeah, they'll wear you down. So please do not let these four things wear you down or keep you frozen and from getting the help and support you want and need. Join us in our support group. We have a private Facebook group. Join us there. Be in the company of other targeted parents who also know what it's like to have these false allegations thrown at them. Be with other parents who've navigated successfully through the criminal court system, who've navigated through CPS, who was able to reclaim the narrative on um, these false allegations pertaining to mental health and sobriety issues. Um, You know, if you're talking to friends and family and loved ones and, you know, you get to these other parts of the conversations, these complicating factors, these false allegations, and they're like, oh, I can't quite support you because they're thinking, you know, if you were a good parent, you wouldn't have criminal charges. If you were a good parent, you wouldn't have CPS involvement. You know, these are the narratives that are out there. And so you start to like, withhold those information, withhold those portions of your story. And it creates big internal conflict and divide for you. Don't let it happen. Don't let the toxic parent get inside your relationships, inside your head, inside your ability to effectively harness yourself to throw everything into problem solving this. Don't be stuck in fear, shame, and guilt over these four categories. Once again, criminal charges, CPS, DHS involvement, mental health 
and sobriety issues. So join us in our support group. Would love to have you there. Also, we are getting ready for the holidays and you know, holidays are difficult for us. Whether we have our kids, don't have our kids, we don't have them as much as we would like to have them. When we do have them, they're maybe um, defiant, unruly, unthankful, difficult, disengaged, right? Like it is hard as a targeted parent through the holidays. So in order to support us, I've come up with a checklist that has served me well for many years in many ways, and I want to share it with you for the holidays. So I'm going to link that checklist in the show notes as well. So um, I'm trying to think if that's it for today. I think it is. And thank you for joining us. It's kind of awkward signing off and signing on. I'll get it figured out. Um, But for now, I'll just say... Thank you, and I'll catch you later. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to Family in the Fray and spending your precious time with me. Hopefully, you're taking away new insights and tools to make your journey less painful. If you find this valuable, feel free to share this podcast with other targeted parents, step-parents, and grandparents, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and rating. Plus, let's get the word out so every targeted parent who needs this can find it. From experience, I know being a targeted parent is hard, and you probably need tons of quality support. I am so thankful to be here for you. For more information on working with me, refer to the show notes. As always, take care until next time, and wishing you ease.